The last thing we were discussing was the famous machloket between Rabbah and Rabbi Yosef in regards to Yehush. According to Rabbah, Yehush is Kone. According to Rabbi Yosef, Yehush is not Kone. We asked questions on Rabban, and now in turn we asked questions on Rabbi Yosef. We saw that in regards to a, a piece of leather, you don't need to cut it in order for it to become uh, Tameh. Just thinking that this piece of leather is going to be a tablecloth is good enough. And when Rav Yosef became Rosh Yeshiva, he explained that the thing with the leather is it, it changed its name. It's now a finished product. And in regards to the stolen beam, the reason Hachamim said you don't have to give it back is because we want people to do Teshuvah, you just pay for it. And it sounded like that's the only reason, not because there was a change. So Rav Yosef explained that it's always considered a beam. No matter where you put it, it's still considered a beam. And Rabbi Zerah explained, since it could go back to being a beam, it's, it's not considered a real change. And with that, we're going to start Samach Zayin Amud Aleph, five lines in, where the line starts, Beshinui Hashem She'eno Chozer Libriyato Mihave Shinui. The Gemara is asking a question. Either on Rabbi Zerah who said that if an item can go back to its original state, it's not considered a change, or going back on Rabbi Yosef who held that even changing the name of an item changes the ownership. So now the question is, if we change the name of an item, that cannot go back to its original state. Is that really considered a change? Meaning just calling it something else? Let's take a pipe. A piece of wood that you made a hole in it and now water can go through. Originally, it's a piece of wood. Now it's called a pipe. And we know, we learned in the If someone made a pipe, and then he connected it to the house, it is considered a keli, and therefore any water that goes through it, it's considered uh, drawn water, she'uvim, and it's posel and mikveh, because it was considered a keli, a utensil, when it was not connected to the house. However, if they first put that piece of wood into the house, and then they drilled a hole into it, and now they made it into a, uh, into a pipe, it does not make the water pasul because it was never called a keli, it was just a beam. Now, if you want to say that just changing the name changes something, then even if you put it part of the house and then poke a hole in it, it should also make it pasul. Meaning, since now it's no good, so it should retroactively be no good also. Because it was a keli, and a keli is, sha, is, is considered sha'uve, it's considered drawn water. The Gemara says, no, shani she'ivai, don't bring me a proof from uh, from drawn water, because that whole prohibition is demider banani, the whole thing is drabanan, so we can be lenient that if you place it into the house and then you made the hole, we, we'll say it's not a problem. If that's the case, then I feel the reshanami. Then, if we're already being lenient because it's only made rabbanan, then then let's say if you made a hole in it and then you placed it into the house, it should also be good. Why should we say it's pasul? So the Gemara explains. In the first part, when it was still detached, it was a keli. It was a vessel before you put it into the house, and that's a problem. But in the later part of the that mishnah. 
in Torah Kili Allah Bitalush. When it was detached, it wasn't considered a vessel yet, and therefore we could we could be lenient with the second case, not the first case. So now the Gemara has a question on Rav Yosef, who said Rav Yosef said Yush is not Kone. We have a Braita. It says Haganav Vehagazlan Vehaanas. A ganav is someone who uh, steals from someone without him seeing. A gazlan, armed robbery. Anas, for this specific case, is a hamsan. It's someone who takes something, he throws, he gives the person the money by force, meaning the person doesn't want to sell, but uh, but he's giving them the money. In those three cases, hekdeshan, hekdesh. If they were makdish, whatever they stole, it, the hekdesh counts. Utrumatan teruman. If they give teruma from it, it's considered teruma or maserotan maser, and their maser counts as maser. And the reason is because uh, once there was yush, it now becomes there, and you see that yush is kone. You can acquire when someone uh, gives up. The command answers no. Amrehatam ikashinui Hashem. Over there, there's a change of name also. It's not just. Yeush, despair, no, but there was also a change of name. Originally it was Tebel, uh, that's crop that you didn't give Maser on it yet, Teruma Maser, and now it's considered Teruma. And same idea with the Hekdesh, Hekdesh, before it was considered Holin, now it's Hekdesh, it's something new, it's something different. And that Yeush with the Shinui Hashem, with the, with the change of name, makes a big difference. Or like Tosfot says, it's a Shinur shoot. It changes possession. Now it's already in Hashem's position, so that's already a lot of things. And so therefore, you can't bring a proof from Hekdesh and Teruman Maser. And Amarav Hazda Amarav Yonatan Minanch Leshinu Shukone. How do we know that Shinu, if there's a change, that uh, that changes possession also? Shinemar Veshivet Gezela. It says you return whatever you stole. Why does it say whatever you stole again? If the theft is as is as when you stole it, then you give it back as is. And if not, it changed, then you have to pay for it. Now, the Gemara asks, But the Gemara said, we thought that Asher Gazal... It's coming to bring a case where a person's father stole from someone else. The father lied under oath. Then uh, the, the father dies. Okay, the, the, well, the son has to pay whatever the father stole, but he does not have to pay the extra fifth. Because it says, Asher Gazal, only what you stole you pay a fifth for, not what your father. The Gemara explains, veshivet gezelo. If the whole Hidush was for what a father stole, it should just say, veshivet gezelo. Meaning, it doesn't have to say Vashivita Gezela. I could learn it from just Gezelo. Asher Gazal Lama Lila Mechtav. Why do I need an extra Asher Gazal? So, Shwami Natat is coming to teach me two things. Number one, that you don't pay a fifth on what your father stole. And number two is that Shinui, if there's a change, that, acqu- that acquires. And some say that Rav Hasta said, Amar Hasta, Amar Bionatan, Minal Shinui She'enokone. How do we know that Shinui does not? Uh, change uh, possessions. It says you give back whatever you stole. That's it. Ah, but the Gemara asks, but it also adds a gazal. What do you do with that, Rav Hasda? So who he would tell you that Asher Gazal is for a different Rasha. That you add a fifth on what you stole, but you don't add a fifth on what your father stole. Next, Amar Ula Minayin Le'Yushenok Kone. 
Ola says, how do we know that if the owner gave up that the thief did not acquire it, Yehush doesn't work. The Navi Malachi is complaining to Bnei Israel that you're bringing bad korbanot, you're bringing stolen korbanot, uh, they're lame, they're sick. Gazul And you see that he's comparing the stolen one to the one that's lame. The same way a lame korban is always pasul, he can't fix it. Then afgazul Same thing with the stolen korban, there's no way of fixing it. Doesn't make a difference before or after the owner gave up. And we're understanding from here that Yush doesn't work. Now, by the way, there's a famous Tosafot over here. Is a machloket between Rabenu Tam and Dri on how to understand Ula. According to Rabenu Tam, what Ula is trying to say is Yush always works except by korbanot because it's a mitzvah ba'avera. It's a mitzvah that comes through an avera. And according to Ri, what Ula is trying to say is the Yush does not work unless there's uh, some sort of change with it, either a change uh, of possession, either a change of name, some sort of change. And by Korbanot, it all depends when did they acquire it. Did they acquire it before or after the Kiddush, meaning... If the thief acquired it after he was already Mekadesh, it, it doesn't work because it's a mitzvah ba'ba'avira. But if the the original owner gave up on it and then the thief was Mekadesh, then it, it could work as a korban. Now that was Ula. Rabba learns that Yush does not work from the following. It says a person has to give his korban, not a stolen korban. It's coming to teach me that a stolen korban is no good. And emat, what are we talking about? If it's before the original owner gave up, well, peshita, obviously, I don't need a pasuk for that. Rather, you have to say we're talking about after the original owner gave up, and still it's no good because it's a mitzvah ba'avera. And we learn from here that yush does not work, shmamina. Now, the Gemara has a question. Rabbi himself, on Samach Vav Amud Bet, explained the, pasu, the Pasuk's meaning with the word Korbano. The reason it says Korbano, we're talking about a case where he stole a Korban from his friend. His friend designated a Korban and he stole it and wanted to give it. And the Brayta says it doesn't work for anyone. So if you used Korbano for that Rasha, why are you bringing it over here, Korbano Velo Gazul? Korbano, not someone else's Korban, not a stolen one. So Ibait Ima Hadar Be. Or you could say that he went back on that, meaning he didn't like that whole perush where he stole a korban from a friend and uh, he didn't like that one. Or you could say one of those statements were said by Rav Papa, not Rabba. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, the payments of four and five, it, it's only in regards to a an ox and a sheep, but no other animal. And the Gemara asks, Why? Nedev shor shor, mi Shabbat. Why don't we learn Gzashava? Shor shor. Oh, here it says shor, by Shabbat. It says uh, your shor shouldn't do any work. And we said over there, Malahalan Afkan And the same way in regards to Shabbat, it doesn't make a difference what animal you have. You can't tell them to do work. You can't tell your monkey to turn on the light. Same thing over here in regards to four or five. It should be in regards to all animals and birds. 
So Amar Amar Kera, Shor Veseh, Shor Veseh Shene Pamim. The thing is, the Pasuk said Shor Veseh two times in regards to payment, meaning Shor Veseh in Midiyah Harina Lo, meaning only bulls and only sheep and nothing else. So Amre He Meatar, okay, which one is the extra one? Is it the first Shor Veseh or the second Shor Veseh? Either Ma Shor Veseh, the Sefa Meatar, if you want to say the second one was extra. Because if you want to say the Pasuk is talking about if a person stole an ox or a lamb and he slaughters it, he should have to pay five for the cattle and four for the flock without saying the word ashore or seh. And I would have understood on my own that five bakar is going on the ox, four tzon is going on the sheep. You can't say that because if you would have said it like that without saying shor and say at the end about the four and five, I would have thought that if someone slaughters an animal, a shor or a say, you'd have to give times nine, four and five. And if you want to say, we would never make that mistake to make the person uh, pay nine because it says the word instead of him uh, twice. And if the Torah wants to say times nine, then one of the is extra. Meaning if it only would have wrote once, I would have said nine. But now that it says twice, okay, one is for the times four, one is times five. And then pushing the times five for the short, times four for the set. And the Gemara says, no, you can't uh, use that because you need the word tahtav, the actual tahtav is something totally else. The Tanya Yechol Ganav Shor Shave Mane Shalim Tahtav Negidin. Tamud Lomar Tahtav Tahtav. The Brayta says, let's say someone stole a nice big ox, it's worth a mane. Maybe he's gonna say, maybe he's gonna give him back a couple of uh, uh, a small uh, weak ox that they look like they're about to die. That's why it says tahtav two times, meaning not just pay back, but you also have to give him back a healthy ox. So ela Maybe the show and say in the beginning of the pasuk is extra. We tried the sefer that didn't work. Let's try the resha. Meaning, let the pasuk say as follows: Someone steals. Uh, and slaughters or sells Hamisha Bakar Yeshalim Tahtavashor the Arbatson Tahatase. He should pay five bakar for the shore and a four son for the for the sheep. Naikatabrahamanahi, if the Torah would have said it like that, Tabamina Adeganif Terevitabahalehu, you have to maybe I would have thought you have to steal the ox, the lamb, and you have to slaughter both of them. That's why it says Utbaho Ketiv Lehad. Utvaho sounds like one in singular form. It means even if you stole one of them and you slaughtered them, you have to pay for it. And I would have thought until you, you would only be have to pay times four times five until you steal both of them and sell them. That's why it says in singular form. Even if you stole one animal, you have to pay times four times five. Now the asks, maybe the Pasuk would have meant that I have to steal both of them and sell one, slaughter one. The Gemara says, you can't say that because it says the extra word, to come tell you that they're two separate things, meaning either he sold it, either he slaughtered it, you don't need one for this and one for that.
meaning you don't need uh, both of them to happen in order to be Hayav the times four times five. But the Gemara asks, but still, if you didn't write Shon Sin, the beginning of the Pasuk, if you didn't write the word Shon Sin in the beginning of the Pasuk, I would have thought until you stole both of them and you slaughtered one and left one, or you sold one and left one, and I would have been stuck. There's no way of me knowing that even if you stole one animal and slaughtered it, you'd be high times four times five. So the Gemara goes back and says, Ela shor de sefa resha Rather, you have to say that the shor in the second part and the se in the first part are are extra. Why? You could wrote the pasuka as follows: If someone steals an ox, slaughters and sells it, he has to pay times five for that, and he has to pay times four for a sheep. You could just set it that way. Why do I need the shore in the second part of the Pasuk and say in the first part of the Pasuk? Let's come teach me that only shore and say nothing else. Next Mishnah. If a thief stole it from a thief, he does not have to pay double, not to the original owner, not to the thief. That's only before the original owner gave up on it. But after the original owner gave up on it, the first thief acquired it, and the second thief now has to pay double to the first thief. And Rav Sheshat said, I think Rav was half asleep when he said whatever he said. The Tanya, because we have a Brita, Amar Biakiva, Mipnema, Matura Tabahu Maham Shalem Tushume, Abba Hamisha, Mipnesh, Nishtarish Bahet. Rabiakiva explained, What's the reason if someone slaughters or sells an enemy has to pay times four times five? Because he rooted himself in the sin. Meaning he didn't just uh, steal it, you now slaughtered it as well. You sold it, you did something worse. Now, Emat, when did you sell or slaughter this animal? If it's before Yush, was he rooted in sin? Meaning, there was no, there's no sale of it because it wasn't his yet. You have to say, we after the original owner gave up. If you want to say that Yush by itself, just him giving up, why is he paying times four, times five? Meaning, at that point, at that point, it belongs to him, and he's slaughtering his own animal. He's selling his own animal. He just has to pay the original owner whatever it was worth. Rather, you have to say that Yush by itself is not good enough. Rather, there has to be a change in action also in order for him to acquire it. So therefore, you have to say, when he stole the animal, he did one thing. When he slaughtered it, it now changed possessions. And at that point, he has to pay times four times five. So Amre, the Gemara explains, no, Rabbah is going to explain this right later on, and he's going to explain that Nishtaresh, rooted, does not mean that once you did that second action, it now becomes yours. You now made it work. That's not what it means. Rather, we're punishing him for rooting himself in sin. 
it's more a punishment for not doing Teshuvah. Now we're going to charge you times four, times five. So Hachinam, you could explain Arav, when he said he's rooted in his uh, sin, because he deepened himself in sin, and he didn't do Teshuvah. And again, we could say, we're talking about before Yush, we could say the sale wasn't the sale, but still you got to pay times four, times five, because you you sinned further, meaning you continued sinning, you never stopped and you never did Teshuvah. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.